Do you always do you cut the beginning of the episodes when what, you when I like walk up to the uh, to the, to my spot? Am I hot or cold or what? Hello, hello. It's there. Yeah, might give myself a little bit more juice. Um, what? Like when I walk up? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I don't. Depending if someone says something funny or well, I don't know. But here we are, freshly showered. Clean. I haven't showered in three days. Um, what do you... Uh, so, uh, we're playing a show on Thursday. Um, and last night, in bed, trying to sleep, I was thinking... I don't know why. I should have been going to sleep. But I was thinking about what I would wear to the show. Yeah. And that's a weird thing for me. Because, I mean, you know, I don't really put a ton of thought and effort into my wardrobe. This is your outfit. This is this my is outfit. This is your uniform. This, this is, is my David <laughs> Loving uniform yeah. right there. Jeans, t-shirt, Doylestown recycling right there. Um, yeah, I don't usually put a ton of thought into the way I dress, but being, I mean, not incredibly public, but being like, quote unquote, a public figure, I guess, or like trying to be a public person i do have to think about like what i dress like right or this that's what people tell you to uh but that's weird for me it's just like it is something that although it's not something that you directly care about it's also something that performers do because it's part of the performance and it's something that people do enjoy to perceive like especially more and more now fashion is becoming something that the collective whole is interested in like i mean maybe it's just that we're getting older but i the uh, the amount of people that like give a shit about the met gala like doubles every single year in my life you think so yeah like uh, people are reposting everybody's outfits on my instagram right now and it's like did the met gala just happen yesterday yeah oh what is the met gala the met the museum the metropolitan yeah but like what is the gala uh it's just like a big themed party Party? yeah they get a theme every year and it's like a big thing for fashion because the whole point is for it to be like really out there and extravagant it's not like the oscars where you show up wearing like the fanciest shit that you can but it's still like it's supposed to be very avant-garde and like very wild with the theme like you could get like a victorian theme and people would like you know like paint their faces like victorian queens from like the 1500s and shit like that gotcha like the the theme yesterday was Carl Lagerford Field Lagerfield. He was an old designer, and he used to carry around a cat all the time. Yeah, and Doja Cat like had cat prosthetics. Like, you ever see her her uh, Rules music video where she mm-hmm. actually has like the cat prosthetics on her face? No, but that's pretty anyway. Cool. But people give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't usually. Uh, I do kind of these days. I, like, all right, let me give you the example. I saw. Uh, some people that we know from back in Philly in Kid Smoko. And I used to shit on you for wearing overalls all the time. I used to make fun of you and your overalls whenever you wore them. Uh, and then I saw the, uh, one of the guys in Kid Smoko wear these overalls. And I was like, I think I need a pair of those. <laughs> You're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking about I might wear my overalls. I don't usually wear them, but I think I might wear my overalls for to the show. And I always have this weird internal dialogue. With no shirt, right? Yeah, just with no the shirt. Overalls. Yeah, no shoes, just the overalls. 
no underwear either. Um, but I always have this weird internal dialogue when it comes to wearing clothes where I'm like, I need to be myself and myself is just dress fucking however. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's cool to look nice. I mean, I don't know if people think overalls are nice, but I don't know. Should I wear my overalls, Carl? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just do like, yeah, it's like I said, it's something, it's part of the performance. So yeah, think of it as like, I don't know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're taking like that part of like expressing yourself and trying to turn it into like a performance side of things. You know what I mean? Fuck it. I'm going to wear them. Yeah. I'm going to wear them. There you go. So this episode will be up after that. You'll see if I pussied out or not. Maybe I won't wear them. Maybe I'll just wear a t-shirt instead. Um, what? A, oh, so there's this thing that happens with Carl and I pretty regularly where Carl will do something and I will make fun of him for it. The overalls. And say he hates it. The overalls is a great example. I can list multiple right now. Let me just. So (laughs) Carl will wear overalls and I'll be like, Carl, you look like a train conductor. You're stupid. Those are so dumb. And then six months later, I'll be like, damn, like, I should get a pair of overalls. And then I start wearing overalls and I come around. The same thing happened with Mac DeMarco. Birkenstocks. Hold on. Matt, yeah, Birkenstocks. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I was always making fun of Carl for wearing Birkenstocks. Like, oh, dude, you're so sick with your Birkenstocks. They're the best shoes ever. I fucking love them. Uh, There's more, but I can't remember all of them. Mac DeMarco is another good That's one. That's a big one. That's the biggest of you all would, of them. You loved Mac DeMarco. I was like, this shit sucks, man. It's not. It's fucking boring. And then one day, I don't know, it just clicked. Hot summer day in the Honda Civic. Listening to uh, this old dog, and I was like, "Oh, all right, all right, I get it, I get it." Yeah, you know what's interesting? You love Mac DeMarco, but I've heard you say plenty of times that when you listen to music, the first thing you don't hear, the first thing you hear is not uh, lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people their draw to Mac DeMarco might be his. Lyrics, because he's a very singer-songwritery yeah. style guy. It's like I hear all of the vocal melodies. I just don't focus a ton on the on content the, on of the, the lyrics. Yeah, it. But somebody like him, like I love his lyrics, but I like I've listened to all of those albums an uncountable amount of times. Like I know mm-hmm. all of the words to most of those songs. I mean, at least while they're playing, I can sing along to them. But yeah. Um, it's the same thing with like Beatles songs or certain Beatles albums, I guess. Uh, and like Tame Impala's lyrics, and it would be the same thing for a lot of other things, but it's just not the first thing that I take in. It's like the melodies and the harmony is the first thing that I take in. It's not the first thing, but do you ev- like you eventually dive into the lyrics and like the meaning behind the lyrics? Maybe not like all right, let's sit down and analyze, but yeah. At some point in your yeah. journey of liking these songs, you go like, oh, like that's that's such a clever line. Yeah. I uh, mean, that happened like more recently. I've been I mean, I've been taking it. I've been taking everything more into consideration, like the older I get and the more seriously I try to apply other people's methods to like my own songwriting. Like you listen with more intent. Mm. 
but like because when d when the the joe djo album came out i listened to those lyrics very very immediately that's why i didn't really like uh scrolling on and on and on what the fuck is the name of that song on and on on and on i think is it yeah something like that i'll yeah go ahead um but yeah, that was the reason why I didn't like that song as much as I liked other songs on it. Because of the lyrics? You thought the lyrics were stupid? Yeah, they weren't my favorite. Why not? Um, I don't know, man. He said the word algorithm in his song and algorithm. Yeah, it's like a deep song about like how toxic social media is, but it's like really 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 on the nose. Like it's yeah. just kind of you know, but the song musically is fucking sick. It is, it's especially the drums yeah, at the end. The, the bridge is fucking crazy. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the on the nose thing is an interesting one because um, I've been thinking a lot about lyrics since uh, in order to finish my EP, I need to write another verse. Uh, and I'm having a lot of trouble with this last song just because... I don't know. I think melodically, solid, baby. We're solid. Now I just have to fit lyrics to a melody, which I also find to be incredibly difficult. I think it's easier to write lyrics and melody at the same time. It just flows a little bit more natural. But when you write a melody and then have to fit lyrics into it, it's like a whole different monster. Um, And I've been thinking a lot about being too on the nose versus... uh, you know, too cryptic and stuff like that. And I'm trying to find uh, a good balance. And one of the things that I've been doing, I mean, we've talked about it off mic a little bit, but I've been doing this thing called uh, object writing or sensory Mm -hmm. writing. You know, I think if you take, I've never taken a lyric writing class, but I get pushed a lot of things on Instagram or TikTok of like songwriting exercise or whatever. And this exercise is you pick a word that's a jumping off point. It's usually a, common household item you take cup right cup and then you just start writing for 10 minutes straight all uh about sensory things like you know cold water touching my lips sun beating down on my stupid ugly face like what you know you probably actually actually you probably wouldn't say the stupid ugly face part because that gets a little too like inside your head Right. And it's all about external things. And um, it's definitely helped my writing um, because I think lyrics can connect with people a little bit more when what you're doing is painting a picture and allowing that person to create their own meaning. You know, like, you know, if you're so, so specific of like, this is what I see, this is what it means, this is how you should feel, it makes the song so unique to you that maybe people wouldn't connect with it as opposed to you just telling your story of like, this is what I saw. Yeah. That it paints the picture in the person's head and it kind of lets the listener do the heavy lifting of the song. You know what I mean? The heavy lifting of like what this song means. You just paint it and let you you just trust that they'll understand what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have do you do any like exercises or like what's your thought process when you write lyrics? Do you just go like, all right, this is um, actually let me get a little more specific so we don't 
Sorry. Do you think about what you want to write about? Do you think about what you want to write about before you write it? Or do you just start writing and see what comes out? Do you go, I want to write a song about anxiety. I want to write a song about the pool, whatever it is. It kind of, it depends on usually... um, that depends on what I do first. So pretty much the way I write songs, I have like two different methods and it boils down to if I like write the lyrics first or if I have an idea for like how music sounds. Mm -hmm. So if I do like a little instrumental or demo or can hear like an idea of music in my head, I'll usually associate an emotion or feeling with that. And then that's what the song will end up being about because the music makes me feel a certain way. Gotcha. And then there's other times where I just write lyrics and then that goes in like almost kind of what a traditional like singer songwriter sort of image is where I like pick up a guitar and start trying to work out chords for those lyrics. Mm. And then more recently, now that I'm like starting to really like get a lot of shit done and finish songs, what ends up happening is specifically on the latter, or I'm sorry, on the former of the two, the first one, uh, what will happen is I have the song or the instrumental and I'm at the point in the arrangement where it's like time to cut like final vocals on everything. And I go to cut final vocals and there's these ideas that like just aren't fitting well because like I was writing them in my head to this instrumental that had no click track and was just like, I would like imagine that like a line of lyrics would fit in place in a phrase that just would never actually fit. Been there, been there. So what's happening is like, I'm just taking the lyrics that are finished and then just cutting out, just trimming the fat on like certain lines so that it still says the same thing, but it's just shorter or longer sometimes because it's like, I imagined that a line would fill up an entire phrase and it fills up like two thirds of it. And it's like, okay, that's just not long enough. The hardest, I mean, I think any singer, songwriter, songwriter, lyricist, whatever they've, everyone's had the same experience where you have a line and right. It's got, let's say, six words and in those six words that says your whole thought and when you need like four words to say the whole thing trying to rework a Mm -hmm. fucking line to make it fit can be one of the most frustrating fucking things on the planet for sure just because especially you know you gotta you're like i can't really cut that word because sometimes when you cut a singular word it really changes the meaning um i also yeah i get really tied to the rhythms that I pick Mm. when like what I'm going to sing, it's like, okay, like this is how it needs to go. And then trying to figure out how to cut or we rework lyrics to fit into that same rhythm so that it doesn't have to change too much. Cause I like something that will make me not necessarily that I know it's like the way it should be. And it's the best way it should be. It's really good. But I, it makes it feels so awkward when I have like a rhythmic idea that has to change versus a melody or a lyric that has to change is not always as big of a deal. It's more the rhythm thing. Yeah, for sure. The uh, cadence of like vocals is really difficult to get out of. Yeah, when I you get used to something. I agree. Um, there's this uh, theory. 
topic, whatever the fuck I'm going to call it, that I've been working on. I'm not going to publish a book, but like this is just something I think about. Uh, I might have said this to you before. I call it when, when something is slotted. And this could come off very arrogant, but sometimes I write a line, and obviously music is subjective, and I go, no, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something... And it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. But there's just a singular line, and it's something about the melody, the rhythm, the lyric, the um, amount of syllables in each mm-hmm. thing, where you sing it, and you're just like, no, that's that's what is correct. There's just, oh, that's what the instrumental was calling for, or that's what like the vibe is calling for. It's just something so perfect. I've done it like three times in my life. And you called that like, it's slotted. It's slotted. It's like the music. You came up with a new slang word. Yeah. It's like <laughs> for the music, music paints this, the music will paint this road for you. And there's a crack right down the center of the road that your lyrics are supposed to go in. And you can, you can hop out of the crack and you can go over here, but sometimes you just slip right in that crack and there's no, you sh- there's you no gotta, room you on the edges. Start, you just got to start saying that to other people when they like show you their music and you really like it. And then all it does is going to spread like wildfire. We live in Southern California now. If you start saying things like that, people are just going to think it's already a thing, and then it's going to blow up. And then in three years, you're going to go back to Philadelphia, and you're going to hear somebody go, oh, bro, that's slotted. You're going to be like, what the fuck? All right, let's start it. I'm starting a new slang word. Yeah. Slotted. That's, uh, that's my theory. That's my theory that sometimes you can do something perfectly. Just right there, that sweet spot. Yeah. Um but It'll yeah, the sure. uh the lyric thing back to like, you know, I asked you what you do you start with the idea first where when obviously it comes from a bunch of different directions. Songs are not a science when you make them. Mm-hmm. Uh but one of the things that I find myself doing a lot is just mumbling into a microphone and just saying pretty much nonsense. And then one line will come out where I'm like, Ooh shit, that's nice. And then you just reverse engineer the entire song from that line. So my example of that is in the new song that I'm working on. The first line I came up with was we say our goodbyes riding home on the subway. Right. That's what came out when I was just like mumbling. And then from there I tried to, you know reverse engineer the song from that i was like okay if that line is this that's our starting point how can the rest of the song link into that and i did it and then i fucking hated it because Uh, you know i i didn't like it i was like i was i didn't know what the song was about it was about pride and i was didn't understand like my relationship with pride and do i have too much pride is that what fuels me or whatever and then, but it was like so all over the place, and I fucking hated it. And uh, now, I had to com- go back and completely rework the lyrics. And the only one that's the same is that first line. Sick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, son. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm just now starting to record like little voice memos and things of ideas. I never would do that. Everything would just like live in my head. And there were so many ideas that I would like. Can't do that. Like, well, hope I don't forget that. Dude. Dude, a lot of shit on these EPs that are going to be coming out are ideas that I had just like 
in the back of my mind memorized for like years without having them down on it. That is so fucking bonkers to me that you write in your head before you write. I am not I am so trial and error. Yeah. I like I have to hear things before I, I think or know that they're what I want to use. It's it's so strange to me that I that's mean, your process. Yeah, like um like rose or footsteps. I wrote footsteps. I mean, I just recorded the first demo of it like four months ago, three months ago, or no, four or five months ago. I wrote that the whole song I wrote like three years ago. It's been mm. like yeah, that's fucking wild. <laughs> you so you say you just started using voice memos? Yeah. The amount of voice memos that are <laughs> I don't. I barely have anything. My yet. phone is a. Voice memo graveyard. Oh my god! Like I record everything into my voice memo and my notes app. Like, oh, like idea lyrics? for a, like if I'm driving, it'll idea for a song. Uh, na, 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 and I'll sing it, save, put it down. I usually never Can you even record audio into your notes. Or no, I'm talking for, for my voice memos. I'll oh. do that, and then sometimes I'll never fucking go back to it. Yeah. Or lyric idea, I'll type it out. The amount of fucking random ass notes pages or tabs or whatever the fuck they're called random fucking voice yeah. memo i have like 350 voice memos uh we're good we got like we got three like another minutes. yeah three five ish minutes i have um yeah i mean somewhere when i was in college i had one i had a google docs like a yeah google docs project or whatever and then a notes page on my computer slash phone and they both had separate lyrics on them. And then I had handwritten lyrics. There was one day I took when I was at work, like my junior year or something like that. And I wrote, typed out all the handwritten lyrics and copy and pasted all of the Google Docs ones into my notes tab. So like all the lyrics that I wrote in college are in one big notes tab um, somewhere. I don't know if it's still on my computer or not. But um, so I used to write a lot of lyrics like that, just like writing. Do you like to handwrite or type? Um, or do you don't I really I don't like typing at all. Dude. I mean, I used to t- I there were some songs that like I had most of the lyrics written and I finished them on my phone because being able to like use like enter to start a new line and like put spaces in the different stanzas uh helped me like organize the song a little better and finish it. So that was cool, but when I'm actually writing like new lyrics, I like to handwrite everything. Dude, I I think it's probably because my handwriting is fucking atrocious. <laughs> um, it's so bad. I look like if you looked at my notebook, it looks like a fourth grader. No, third, second grader. It's awful. Uh, so bad. It's always been this way too. When I was in first grade, uh, <laughs> when I was in first grade, the teachers tried to make me write with my left hand. Because oh they're like, God. his handwriting. You can't be right-handed. They're like, you can't, dude. You got to be doing it wrong. And then I do it with my left hand. They're like, oh, shit. Go back. Go back. Oh my God. Uh, it's that bad. And it's gotten a little bit better, maybe. But I, can, some, I can't read my own handwriting a lot of the time. Do you think you could get better handwriting with practice? I can because I'd have to go slow. Because if I write slowly, it's passable. But when I'm trying to write, I'm just trying to go. I also spell everything wrong, so I'm going back and looking at the lyrics, and I'm like, what the fuck am I trying to say? So that's why I like typing better, because oh <laughs> I got a spell check, and I can read it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, all right. On that note, let's fucking, let's fucking end this one. 
Uh, here's a photo of what my notebook looks like. That's that's what we're fucking working with. I might not even do that. Honestly, I'm fucking embarrassed of it. It's fine. All right, bye everybody. Goodbye.